This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 430, How Meditation Could Change Your English Learning Life with Sabrina Fletcher. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 10 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, we have a guest on All Ears English. Our guest today specializes in working with her students to develop real English conversation skills, but she does it in a unique way by employing meditation, visualization, and mindfulness to help her students feel relaxed and approach the language with a different mindset. Today's guest is Sabrina Fletcher. Now, let's meet Sabrina. In today's episode, find out why adding meditation to your English learning routine could calm your mind, help you absorb more of what you're learning, and reach the next level for your English. If you're still lacking confidence when you speak, and if you're wondering if you're making mistakes all the time, it's great to get someone to correct you. You can get a native English tutor online in seconds at italki. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. Register there and you'll get $10 off your second class with a native tutor at italki. See you there. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Sabrina. Welcome to All Ears English. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. We recorded this episode about a month ago, but unfortunately, the audio quality was not good enough for our listeners. So we are back again. And I want to say thank you to you, Sabrina, for coming back again to share your take on English learning, which is quite interesting. It's quite different from the norm. And we're excited to hear about it. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, Lindsay. I I know. And we've tried to get together a few times and we've had to reschedule, but we're finally here. So I'm really excited to be on the show. Oh, good. We're excited to have you. That is excellent. So let's start. Let's just cut straight to the chase, Sabrina. And I want to ask you, what is contemplative learning? What does it mean to you? And what does it mean to our listeners if they're trying to learn English? Yeah, sure. So for me, Contemplative education and contemplative learning really is about the idea that we already have all of the knowledge inside of us. So it's this very respectful view of the learner, and it sees education as something that's sacred. Ooh, okay, okay. Interesting. And so where did you learn about this way of looking at learning languages and education? Did you do a degree in contemplative education? Yeah, so I did my master's in contemplative education at Naropa University. Oh. And this university, yeah, this university was founded by a Tibetan Buddhist who yes. came over to the U.S. And he wanted to spread the Buddhist philosophies of education. So it's based on meditation and contemplation. 
But okay. you don't have to be a Buddhist or religious to to practice this kind of education. Oh, yeah, I know about Naropa University. A lot of the teachers that I study in in Buddhism and meditation actually studied at Naropa. So that's interesting. So they're training a whole generation of teachers, but not just on how to show people to meditate, but also how to take another perspective on learning languages. And I really think that's what our listeners want here, because clearly, Sabrina, the old way of doing things doesn't work, right? Sitting in a classroom, memorizing vocabulary words just doesn't work. What do you think about that? Sorry, I don't think that you heard that, but on my side, I just had a mindfulness. No. Can you say that off, one more time? Is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. So sorry about that. On my side, I just had a mindfulness bell go off. So I was listening to the bell, but I don't think you can use okay. it. I don't, I don't think you can hear it. So, so we, we won't use that for that. No, episode. we can't hear it. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Right, right. Um, anyways, so, uh, yeah, so for language learning, how how can we how can we use contemplative education in language learning? That's the question, right? Yeah, that's so my question when, for you. Yeah, so when we're learning a language and just knowing this knowing that we already have the knowledge inside of us, what I mean is that we already speak one language as a native. And so we already have the ability, we already have the tools to learn another language. Sometimes it's just that our mind gets in the way or we have fears that tell us that we can't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fears are huge. And that's a big thing that our listeners are trying to get past. And I'm excited that you're here today, Sabrina. And I'm hoping you could offer our listeners three specific tips on what they can do to use this more contemplative point of view to get over their fear of learning English and to help the mind stop getting in the way of moving forward with our language skills. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, if you practice some of these contemplative practices, um, and, and I'll, I'll share them with you here in, in a few minutes, in, uh, in just a second. It really helps with this self judgment that we have whenever we're learning something new and especially with the language because, you know, we have to make a lot of mistakes when we're learning a new, a new language and maybe we'll think, Oh, I, I don't want people to hear me make mistakes and just knowing that wherever you are in your learning is the level that you're at and accepting that. And yes. knowing that you can get better is just a really great mindset to have. I love that. I love that. Okay. This is fantastic. Well, let's get the, let's get really practical here. So this all sounds really good in terms of a philosophy and a mindset, not just for learning English, but also for life. But Sabrina, how can our listeners use this philosophy in a practical way to move forward to the advanced level? Sure. Okay. So I have three tips to share with you today. Uh, tip number one is to use meditation. Okay, so what exactly is meditation? Good question. <laughs> what is it? Can you, can you what, define what, it for what, us? <laughs> what, what is meditation? Okay, so, so for me, the way that I use this in my classes is I'll, I'll ring a bell. So here, I'll ring this bell so that we can actually hear it. Okay. I ring a bell and then I just sit with my student in silence for 30 seconds or a minute. Mm -hmm. And during this time, we concentrate on our breathing. So just the air going in and out. 
and it really helps you to concentrate. And if you're concentrate and it also helps you to relax, which are two really good things to have in your toolbox when you're learning a new language or when you're about to, you know, when you're about to have a session with your tutor or when you're going to take 15 or 30 minutes and, and do your, do your language studies. Oh, I like it. I like it, Sabrina. I mean, this is very unique. I haven't talked to any other English teachers that actually use a mindfulness bell or meditation at the beginning of their classes. And I think it's so important, especially today, because a lot of our listeners, you know, they're just running from business meetings into their English lesson and then off to the next meeting. And life is crazy. If we don't center our mind for just a few seconds before we go into that lesson, we're not going to absorb what we need to absorb. Isn't that right? Yeah, I, I think it can really help you calm your mind and just like what you said, like take it all in, understand more, understand completely and, and also go into the lesson calmer and more relaxed with yourself, maybe with a little less self judgment. Uh, I have, I have a quote here. Yeah, self judgment. Yeah, by, okay, by yeah. Matthew Ricard. Uh, he's a French uh, Buddhist yes. monk, an expert meditator right. and a meditation teeter, teacher, teacher. And he says that yes. the goal of meditation is precisely to make your mind smooth and manageable so that it can be concentrated or relaxed at will. Oh, he I also like that. Says that. Yeah. He also says that meditation can free our minds from confusion. Yeah. And, and that's, if, if nothing else, that is what we need to be free of confusion. You know, when we're trying to really get more nuanced in our language skills, right? I mean, here at All Ears English, we talk about the importance of connection, focusing on connection. And the only way to do that is to get the mental clutter out of our minds or try to reduce it and try to, try to learn at that next level. I like it. Yeah, that's a great quote. I, I've, I've heard of Matthew Ricard. Um, he's a really well-known monk, right? Uh, a teacher, a meditation teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, excellent. And, and, and I think that meditation and just the act of being silent can really help us when we're, when we're learning to speak, when we're learning to speak English, because mm. all words come from silence. Mm, nice, nice. <laughs> very, very interesting perspective that I have. Yeah. But you can think of it like music, you know? The, the reason that, that music can be so beautiful or so loud or so angry is, is because of the, the silence that it comes from. It's kind of the contrast. I love that. I love that. And that's so hard for us as Americans to get our head around, right? Because the number one fear of so many Americans in conversation is often silence. Not everyone, of course, but it's a common cultural value that we don't like silence. We feel that it's wrong or there's a problem, right? But if we can embrace the silence between the words, you're right. I think that's where the real magic of connection can happen. So, Sabrina, what would be your... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) What would be your second tip? You just want to rush in. Yeah, just, just for example, just like this. You want to rush in and feel this and fill the silence. Yeah. And that's how I feel right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now we, we, um, we need to learn to embrace silence. I love it. Guys, 
guys, today you're meeting a native tutor on italki. Her name is Sabrina, and she has a very interesting framework that can help you feel calm and confident when you learn English. To work with Sabrina or another teacher on italki, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. When you register there, you get $10 off your second lesson with Sabrina. See you there. So what would be your second tip, Sabrina, for using this contemplative point of view to actually push to the next level and connect with people through English? Okay, so my second tip is the use of a mindfulness bell. So I, I want to define what mindfulness is. When we become mindful, we give our full attention and increase our awareness of the present moment. Mm-hmm. And the use of a mindfulness bell, uh, you, c- you can find different apps, and there's also one that you can use just from your computer at mindfulnessdc.org. And you can okay. set it to go off randomly. So we could be talking, and then all of a sudden... There it goes. I heard a bell. <laughs> <laughs> the bell would go off, and you use that bell to go back to the moment to really come into your body again and be in the moment and think, oh, was I really listening to what my teacher was saying? Was I really focusing on what I was studying there in that moment? Or was I thinking about what I was going to have for lunch or that I have to go uh, right. pick up my kids or that I have to, you know, clean this thing in the house? So you you can come back to the moment and, and you, you can take a moment and, yeah. and see how you're feeling in the moment. Because if we're happier, if we're more calm, it'll help us study. It'll help us learn better. Okay. Love it. Love it. So that's the way to check in with ourselves. I mean, so when you're working at home, Sabrina, on your own work, how often do you have your mindfulness bell going off? I mean, what should our listeners do? Like, how can we actually implement this? Should it go off every hour, every three hours? How do we do it? Yeah, um, you know, you you can play around with the apps and you can choose different times and see what feels best for you. Because maybe if you're just okay. doing a, a half hour class, you wouldn't want the bell to go off 10 times. <laughs> so you might want sure, it to go sure. off once. <laughs> I, I, I think for okay. me, maybe two or three times an hour really feels really good. Oh, I love it. It is such a good habit to get into. And again, I think these ideas are so, so important. And little by little, we're moving towards, you know, mindfulness is is, is seeping into the culture now, at least in the US. And I'm grateful for that because it is a really good way to get more clarity and calm. I mean, there are so many benefits, but I really see this as a good way for our listeners to, again, to reach their goals in a different way because we know that the old way just doesn't work. So Sabrina, is there a third tip, a third quick tip that you could offer our listeners? listeners for how to use contemplative kind of this practice, this way of learning to, to connect better with people in English. Yeah. Um, tip number three is one of my favorites, uh, maybe because I really, I really like writing. But even if you don't like writing, you can use this tip too. So in English, we call it journaling. And so what's a journal? Uh, you can also call right. it a diary or it could just be a place where you write about um, what happened today or what you want to do today. Or some people even keep gratitude journals where they write about things that, that they're grateful for in their life. 
And you can use this for your English studies to refresh and review and to think about concepts that you're learning or studying. And one really great way that you can do this is by writing short stories. And this, this is really important because when we speak in English, we're always telling stories. You're either listening to them, you're, you're listening to, you know, what your coworker did last night. And then they ask you, what did you do last night? And then you tell your story. So you can also practice this on your own. You can just write down short stories. Um, you can, you can practice the, you can practice the grammar that you've been learning, or you can just have it be more free and just write down whatever is going on in, in your mind at the time or whatever you want to write about. Yeah, I love that. And often for our listeners, I know that they sometimes feel out of control when they're listening to English or speaking, right? Like the words are going past them so quickly and they can't catch them. But by writing out stories every night or once a week or twice a week, I think that we can have a little bit more control over what we're learning and get more intimate with the language. Yeah, definitely. And and stories, they're as yeah. old as mankind. We used to sit around fires and yeah. tell stories. And, and that's really where <laughs> humankind came from. It's our stories. Yeah. Actually, we should do more episodes here on All Ears English about how to tell a good story because that's really in our DNA. And that's a really key piece of connection too. people like good stories. They want to be thrilled. Like they want to laugh. They want to get into your life and know something about you and what you've done. So I like that. Awesome, Sabrina. So I'm just going to recap your three tips here. Your first tip was to use meditation, especially at the beginning of an English lesson. I like that idea. And we'll talk a little bit more about your lessons and how you run them in just a second. And your second tip was to use a mindfulness bell to check in with ourselves a couple times an hour, maybe, so that we know if we're present. Are we present in our bodies, right? And the third one is journaling. Write out some stories a couple of times a week and get more intimate with the language in that way when it comes to writing. Awesome. Sabrina, I like it. And so how can our listeners find you online if they want to work with you? I mean, it sounds like you have a very interesting teaching style and an interesting take on teaching English. Yeah. So I'm on italki. So they can find me there at italki.com slash speak.with.sabrina. And I also have my own website where I write articles and I'm going to be coming out with, uh, with free courses here soon. So they can also find me there at speak-english-live.com. And I would love to be in contact with anyone who has any questions or would like to learn more or would like to take a class with me. I love it. I love it. Guys, so if you want to work with Sabrina on italki, that's one of your options, okay? And if you want to do that as an All Ears English listener, you can get 10 US dollars off your second lesson with Sabrina at italki if you go first to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I, register there, and then go ahead and find Sabrina. Book your first lesson and your second lesson will get $10 off to work with her again. So, or you can go over to her website and work with her there. So lots of ways to contact Sabrina and get in touch. But Sabrina, any final words of wisdom for our listeners who may be looking for this new way of learning? Sure. I'll, I'll share another quote with everyone. So, okay. This, great. Is, this is by another teacher. His name is Thich Nhat Han. He's a, a Vietnamese yes. meditation teacher. And he says that yes. in just two or three seconds of breathing mindfully, 
we can awaken to the fact that we're alive. We're breathing in. We are here. We exist. The noise within just disappears. And there's a profound spaciousness. It's very powerful, very eloquent. Okay, I like it. I like it, Sabrina. That's great. Titnath Han is another thought leader and he has a lot of interesting things. Maybe we could encourage our listeners to check out some books by him as well. I mean, he has a lot out there um, in the library, for example. But thank you so much for coming on today, Sabrina. This has been super interesting. And, you know, again, it's a very unique perspective that we haven't had on the show yet. And so thank you for sharing this with us today. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. I just want to remind everyone that, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour long meditation. It could be something very simple, just like the quote says, just a a few seconds of your day. You got it. Thank you so much, Lindsay. (laughs) Thank you, Sabrina, for coming on. We hope to have you on the show again soon. Thank you. Yeah, that would be awesome. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you're taking your IELTS exam this fall, get our free IELTS checklist, the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.